Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Traveling On Radio Show, your premier source for travel news and information, featuring your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. Now, the Traveling On Radio Show. And hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on the Traveling On Radio Show. We're your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, and we're back uh, in Washington, D.C., following our whirlwind trips to New Orleans and Ireland back-to-back trips. Yeah, back-to-back trips, uh, lots of fun on the road. Uh, we did two uh, great shows uh, while in New Orleans and Ireland. And we're actually headed back to New Orleans virtually with our first guest, Kelly Schultz from the New Orleans Metropolitan Convention and Visitors Bureau. Kelly will discuss the role that travel plays in sustaining economies, and she'll tell us about the events New Orleans has planned for today's U.S. Travel Rally. Then Randy Thompson from Kids Save International will join us fresh off a plane from LAX to talk about her organization's global mission, finding permanent homes for the children of the world. Then our friend NASCAR driver Kyle Petty will call in during a pit stop somewhere in the country to update us on his annual charity ride across America. We have a packed show, but... And, you know, we have uh, lots of stuff to, to update you guys on. As you may know, if you joined us in New Orleans, we actually launched our TV channel uh, during our remote show in uh, New Orleans during French Quarter Festival, and you can actually access that channel from our website uh, and on our website as well. Join our networking circles on Twitter and Facebook and sign up for our newsletter, and the website address is N. Dashon.com, T-R-A-V-E-L-N hyphen O-N.com. And, of course, we'll be hitting the road again uh, next month, another back-to-back trip we just uh, got, got confirmed for today, uh, Charleston and uh, St. Louis. Uh, but we'll also be doing a remote show in uh, Sandusky, Ohio. One of your favorite places, dear. Well, uh, you, you know, love Sandusky. Uh, Cedar Point, you know, yeah. it's a place of my youth. And uh, we'll be doing a show from the Kalahari Resort in Sandusky, Ohio, which is America's largest water park. And this will be over Father's Day weekend. And the Kalahari is offering an exclusive rate for the Traveling On family. And uh, there's lots of ways to find out more about this event, but you can visit kalahariresorts.com and ask for the Traveling On uh, radio show special or sign up for our newsletter or join our social networks because I'm uh, I'm Twittering and Facebooking, providing Facebook notifications and all that good stuff uh, on this particular uh, event. But uh, speaking of events, you know, this year's National Travel and Tourism Week features the first-ever U.S. Travel Rally Day, uh, which is today. And for today's travel rally, over 41 communities throughout the country are rallying for the cause, including one of our favorite places, New Orleans, and joining us to talk about some of the activities and the important role that travel plays in the revitalization of New Orleans' economy is our dear friend, Kelly Schultz from New Orleans CVB. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Hey, Tanya. How e- hi, Ian. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. Hopefully you recovered after uh, <laughs> after that heavy partying a few weeks ago in New Orleans here. Uh, Kel, you guys spoiled us. <laughs> I know we did. And I don't know if your listeners know that your moms even came along and had a That's good time. That's right. That's right. They had a fantastic time. They're still talking about it. So definitely we are bringing them back when we come back to New Orleans. Well, they're, they're, they're coming. They're coming here. 
Yeah, they're coming with or without an invitation, and hopefully our, you know, members of our traveling on listening audience will also join us next year because this is an annual event, this French Quarter Fest in uh, in New Orleans for us. So, but you know, you guys do so much. I mean, honestly, Kelly, New Orleans is a city that does something 365 days a year, and so I'm surprised. Pleasantly surprised that that you ha- actually have a, uh, an event planned for Travel Rally Day today, and you, you know, as some of our audience members know, it's part of the 26th annual National Travel and Tourism Week. Tell us a little bit about the focus for today's activities. Well, actually, our activities happened this morning. New Orleans, as you said, was one of many cities that. Um, had an event that was organized nationally by the U.S. Travel Association. And they wanted everyone around the country to know how important travel and tourism are to jobs, to economies, to communities, to people's livelihoods. And so, you know, there were different events planned around the country. But in New Orleans, the one thing we know how to do really well is to have a parade. <laughs> you don't so say. The <laughs> event was a Mardi Gras parade. And we, I'll, I'll tell you that um, this is the first time that we're announcing that we had over a 1,000 people march in our parade this morning. We thought maybe we'd have a couple of hundred, and we were blown away. A thousand people came out. We had a thousand members of the hospitality community. It was so amazing. We had high school marching bands and Mardi Gras Indians and housekeepers, chefs, uh, wow. you know, bartenders, taxi drivers, sales and marketing professionals. We had city council members and congressmen marching with us. Everyone at every level that is involved in the tourism industry took to the streets, and we had a huge crowd and really made a statement about the power of travel to New Orleans. That's very impressive. Very, very impressive. Now, one of the things, as as we know, tourism and travel is a big part of the U.S. economy, $800 billion spent annually, and it's a major component of the New Orleans economy. Talk to us about just how big tourism is to the uh, Big Easy. It's, it's very important. First of all, it's our largest employer. 78,000 people in New Orleans from all walks of life are employed because of the tourism industry, including me. Um, we have, it is the, the largest employer in the city, and we have $5 billion in direct visitor spending and $200 million in direct tax revenues as a result of tourism and travel in New Orleans. So it is very important to our city. Um, we have had, you know, an incredible, I think, comeback since Katrina a couple of years ago. We're in sort of a unique position from other cities because we have recovered strongly from that. And even in this tough economy, we're doing pretty well. Um, but, you know, tourism is so important, not just for New Orleans, but for the state of Louisiana. One out of every 12 people in Louisiana are employed as a result of tourism. Um, and we have made the point over and over again that every dollar invested in tourism advertising and marketing, because it doesn't just happen on its own. It takes promotion and it takes aggressive um, advertising and marketing, and, and you all are part of our, our family and getting the message out to, to travelers. But every dollar invested returns $17 in tax revenue. Mm. So it really does um, have a, a, not only a long-term impact on the economy, but an immediate short-term impact as well. Now, you know, uh, Kel, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, um, we had just returned from, from Ireland, and I was talking about the, um, uh, I think the U.S. Travel Association had a competition called um, Seeking the, the Face of Travel, and it was something that I wanted to, uh, to submit a video for. 
um, but we were in Ireland at the time, and you had mentioned that you guys had actually nominated uh, somebody in your uh, in the hospitality industry, I think, with the Marriott. Um, how has that competition gone? Do you have any feedback from uh, from your nominations? Well, we are hoping, um, I think actually either this week or next week, the U.S. Travel Association is going to be making their decision on finalists. So they will decide based on all the nominations, including ours, which people will become the finalists. And from there, individuals will get to vote on those finalists. So we hope that our um, nomination is for a wonderful, wonderful woman named Sue Jones. And if any of your listeners have ever traveled to New Orleans and stayed at the New Orleans Marriott, they know exactly who we are talking about. She's a wonderful woman that works as a valet, and she is known throughout the city. She has the most wonderful smile. She greets guests by name. Everyone knows her. Everyone loves her. And actually, we honored Sue today at the travel rally. She and her daughter rode on one of the Mardi Gras floats <laughs> that we had in the parade, which her daughter thought was the coolest thing. <laughs> uh, her mom was asked to come up on the stage at our tourism luncheon this afternoon and be recognized in front of 700 members of the hospitality community. Um, she calls herself the door lady. And <laughs> she really is just an incredible, uh, you know, human being. But she represents so many hardworking people, not only in New Orleans, but all throughout the country. And I think U.S. Travel Association has done an amazing job in, mm-hmm. in communicating about how important meetings are, how important travel is, and what it really means to real people. I mean, if you ask someone like Sue, she will say, I make my living by tips. I support my daughters and my husband on tips. And so it really drives home the point of how important travel is to real people like Sue and the hundreds of thousands of people just like her throughout the country. Now, Kelly, uh, one of the great things about New Orleans is that you've got wonderful attractions, and and recently uh, there was good news uh, uh, in terms of uh, the Saints announcing a long-term commitment to stay in New Orleans. Uh, I I think through through uh, the next 15 years or so. But as part of that agreement, one of the areas around the Superdome, the uh, New Orleans Center could become the centerpiece of a brand-new sports and entertainment district that would just add to the overall offerings there. Talk to us about about that and some of the new things that visitors might experience if uh, they come to New Orleans within the next several weeks or in years to come, as uh, I kind of alluded to. Yes, well, there is quite a bit of work going on in that um, lower end of Poitras Avenue in downtown New Orleans, which is near the Superdome. Um, there's a lot of places there that are closed down currently, but with this new project that you talked about, people will be able to come and either before or after their Saints game, they would have a wonderful entertainment district there that is completely new. Um, it, they will have restaurants, sports bars, um, all different types of you know, retail shops and places like that for people to come and enjoy, not just on days where there are Saints games, but really uh, – you know, any day of the week. And it's really going to revitalize the lower part of downtown and really bring some life into that area. Um, And I'm excited because I I live in that area, so it'll be Mm -hmm. fun to have that in my neighborhood too. But it's really, I think, a great example of a public-private partnership, and it's a great example of taking New Orleans, which is already a great destination, and making it even better and creating even more reasons for people to visit. 
And certainly as part of that, this could certainly get New Orleans back on uh, the track to host the Super Bowl. And New Orleans has had such a great history having hosted so many of these wonderful grand events. And uh, uh, this project certainly could be one of the uh, real important uh, carrots to dangle out, out there to win the big game back. Exactly. And, you know, we're bidding on the Super Bowl for 2013. So we hope that um, we will be fortunate enough to um, be able to host the Super Bowl in 13. We've hosted the Super Bowl nine other times, so we're hoping that, that, that the 10th time will be our opportunity to host it again. And, um, you know, that's really what New Orleans does well. No other city can host special events, um, whether it's a major event like a Super Bowl or an Essence Festival, which we have the Essence Music Festival coming up this July, mm. the NBA All-Star Game. We just had recently the Jazz Fest, which had over 400,000 people. It was a record-breaking attendance for Jazz Fest. Um, certainly exceeded pre-Katrina numbers, which was great. Um, and, and, you know, the French Quarter Fest, where you all were here with us, I mean, that is what New Orleans does. We know how to have special events. We know how to throw a party. We know how to put on Mardi Gras parades in the middle of a business day, like we did today. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, it really, that's what we do. We are in the business of hospitality and, and putting on special events like no other city can do. And that's why it was so important for us to really take to the streets and celebrate today what travel means to our people and our city. Now, Kelly, uh, you know, the uh, U.S. Travel Association, previously known by some as the Travel Industry uh, Association, they've launched a discoveramerica.com website. Um, and so, you know, their focus obviously is on promoting tourism uh, in this country for the the the, the simple, uh, you know, uh, message that the Travel Rally Day was trying, to, you know, as attempts to communicate is that travel is vital to a lot of the economies, a lot of the communities around this country. How um, active are you guys outside of, you know, National Travel and Tourism Week and the Travel Rally Day? How active are you guys? Um, in this initiative to help people discover America and travel to our U.S. cities. Well, it's funny that you brought that up because actually on Sunday, um, a group of us and I are going to Miami for the U.S. travel show known as Pow Wow. And um, at that show, there will be many, many international um, journalists there that I will meet with. There will be many international tour operators and other travel professionals coming to meet with U.S. destinations, including New Orleans, about ways that they can bring business to the U.S. So it's, it's so important. We need to make sure that we're working with U.S. travel and all of their work. They have done a magnificent job on uh, the Visa Waiver Program and Discover America and all of the things that they have done to really um, ease access into the United States and make it easier for people to come and experience uh, experience travel destinations in the U.S. It was funny today at our rally, I had two visitors come up to me from Australia, and they came up to me and they said, we're visiting from Australia. Are you going to have another parade? We'd like to join. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, you just missed it because it was at the end of the parade, but you know, how great was it for them to come all the way from Australia and to get to, you know, be in New Orleans and see a Mardi Gras parade. So we are um, working very closely with U.S. Travel, and, and we're going to be at their show beginning this weekend to really meet with the um, international community. We do this every year, every day of the year, but it'll be really, um, as it always is, meaningful and important to sit down mm -hmm. with our customers and meet with people face-to-face, -face, which mm -hmm. is another big 
initiative of U.S. travel. Meetings mean business. The power of doing business face-to-face and sitting down with your customers and, and how important that is to the economy to, for people to continue to travel and continue to meet, particularly the corporate meetings, association meetings, and, and just general business travel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now um, uh, you know, we did a two-hour show <laughs> uh, when we were at French Quarter, and we I don't even think we covered a fraction of uh, some of the offerings in New Orleans. And, and one of the things that we want to do with, with our show, and, you know, everybody knew, knows New Orleans for Mardi Gras and some of the, you know, the wonderful festivals, including the one we attended. And, you know, New Orleans kind of as a, as a, as a happy party town. But we also like to focus on uh, the deeper side, cultural side. Um, and, and, and so I wanted to, to ask you to kind of um, share some of those um, offerings. You know, we had a uh, representative from the World War II Museum uh, on our show. We actually went through the aquarium, which was fantastic. Uh, but there's a lot of those really deep cultural slash heritage type offerings in, in New Orleans. Just share a couple of couple of things with us before we uh, we end this segment. Sure. You know, there. I'm glad you brought that up because most people or many people think of New Orleans and they automatically think of Mardi Gras. They automatically think of Bourbon Street, and those very much are parts of New Orleans. But there is so much culture here, whether it is one of our outstanding museums like the National World War II Museum, which is actually undergoing a multi-million dollar expansion right now, um, or whether it's the you know beautiful historic Roosevelt Hotel that's going to be reopening this summer and, and coming back as sort of the grand dame of, of New Orleans hotels. Um, we have new attractions, like the you mentioned the Audubon Aquarium. Audubon Institute also owns a new attraction called the Insectaria, which is a museum mm-hmm. devoted to bugs, if you could imagine that. But they um, were actually nom- you know, named as one of the best new attractions in the world recently. So there truly is something here for everyone, whether it's browsing you know, through a gallery, shopping along Magazine Street for antiques, going through the French Quarter and listening to some musicians that have popped up on the street corner to start performing, whether it's our food, our music, um, you know, there's so much here that people really do not realize until they come to the city and experience it for themselves. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we always and, say and, that the power, the point of travel is to experience something different. And that's when right. you come to New Orleans, you will, you will see things and hear things and taste things and see architecture and culture and, and the passionate people that you will not find anywhere else. We truly are an authentic place. And I truly recommend to any listeners going to New Orleans for the first time, or even if you've been multiple times, if you haven't taken the city tour, even though you think you may know the city, take that, because there are so many things that I learned on that tour. Um, for example, the architecture, you know, the architecture is, is, uh, is, is, is of Spanish origin, um, <laughs> because, because, because the, the buildings, you know, built by the French were in wood, and the city burned down, and so... Um, I, I mean, I just found that history um, very, very interesting, and I think there's a lot that people can can learn by um, getting off of Bourbon Street for for a bit. Absolutely, you know, we are a historic city. We are not a a city of of skyscrapers and you know modern day towers. I mean, we are um, a historic city. Our architecture is hundreds and hundreds of years old. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, 
you know, it's just, it's different than any other place. And I think that once someone comes to New Orleans, they will tell you that. You know, I was born and raised here, so I don't know what it's like to experience New Orleans for the first time because I was lucky <laughs> enough to grow up here. Um, but it's, it's so wonderful to see, you know, the look on people's face and to see that sort of gleam in their eye and you know that they are experiencing New Orleans for the first time. They may be walking along the riverfront or taking a riverboat cruise or, you know, going through one of our galleries or eating beignets at Cafe Du Monde or whatever it may be. It really is a, a unique city and there is something here for everyone. Mm-hmm. And where can people find out more about uh, everything that goes on every single day in New Orleans? Because there's always something going on. <laughs> That's right. Well, hopefully your listeners will come back with you all for French Quarter Fest 2010. But in the meantime, they can go to foreverneworleans.com. Oh, lovely. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, again, New Orleans, authentic America, everything about it, just so many layers and, you know, the people, the culture, the food, the music. It's why it is one of America's most popular destinations, and we thank you so much for being with us to just continue to share that passion that uh, is New Orleans. Thank you. We love you guys. Well, we love you, Kelly. You you will be back again soon, as you know. Absolutely. Anytime. (laughs) All right, my dear. Take care. And we just want to remind everyone you're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show, and when we come back from this break, We're going to talk to Randy Thompson, the CEO of Kids Save International, as she is on a quest to find a home for every orphan or foster child around the globe. The Traveling On Radio Show continues after this. Brownsworldtravel.com is the premier Internet travel destination, offering you the best travel values for all your travel needs. Not only can you book the basics in travel, such as flights, rental cars, and hotels, but think of us when you're planning a cruise. A complete vacation package, registering for your honeymoon, or searching for those last-minute travel deals. Unlike the other online booking sites, BronzeWorldTravel.com does not compromise customer service. Backed by a team of seasoned travel professionals and a nationally rated agency, at BronzeWorldTravel.com there is always someone available to answer your questions. We have so many great travel deals that you'll make us your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit BronzeWorldTravel.com today and discover the best values in travel. That's B-R-O-N-Z-E WorldTravel.com. BronzeWorldTravel.com, where we celebrate life through travel. Every hour of every day, an American is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. MS typically strikes between the ages of 16 and 50 when people are building careers and raising families. Today, there is no known cause or cure for MS. To learn more about this unpredictable disease, to volunteer, or to make a contribution to this important mission, please call 1-800-FIGHT-MS. You can make a difference by helping us stop this devastating disease. Please call 1-800-FIGHT-MS today. Thank you. Where can you book all of your travel needs at the best price? Purchase the latest travel gear and get the most current and comprehensive travel news and information? Travelinon.com. That's travelin-on.com. Whether you're a seasoned traveler, novice, or whether you're planning a long trip or looking for a weekend getaway, travelinon.com as the tools to complete your travel plans. Go to TravelInOn.com. That's TravelIn-On.com. The Traveler's Best Resource. 
Tom Gilmore lives on a farm. There's a storm on the way, so he's boarding up the windows of his house. Haley Williams lives in an apartment. It's a beautiful day. She's making her usual monthly donation to the American Red Cross. Tom doesn't know a tornado will leave his family with no place to go. Haley doesn't know her gift will help give Tom's family shelter. When you support the Red Cross, you change a life. Starting with your own. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS or visit redcross.org to learn about life-changing opportunities in your area. With great privilege comes great responsibility. Carter Fleming, Community Center Volunteer. The giving spirit is as passionate in the boomers today as it was in our 20s, and we as a generation can still impact our country. Lead, inspire, change the world again. Join thousands and find which volunteer opportunity is best for you. Call 1-800-424-8867 today or visit www.getinvolved.gov. This message is brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service on this station. Let's return to the Traveling On Radio Show. Welcome back to the Traveling On Radio Show. Ethan and Tanya Fitzpatrick here, and uh, you're enjoying tracks from the music of Quebec from Punta Mayo, Punta Mayo World Music, the official music sponsor of the Traveling On Radio Show. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter to get the latest information on the show and our upcoming travels. And as we said in the opening teaser, the Traveling On Radio Show is going back on the road next month as we will broadcast Father's Day weekend from Sandusky, Ohio, the Kalahari Resort, one of our favorite places, and we're truly looking forward to being back there. Our next guest, Randy Thompson, is on a mission to save our world's children. As the CEO of Kids Save International, Randy co-founded Kids Save to ensure that no orphan or foster child is forgotten and that every child grows up in a family with love and hope for a successful future. Randy joins us from LAX right now. That's Los Angeles Airport where she just got off the plane safe and sound. Randy, welcome to Traveling On. Well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. We're happy to have you. For those who aren't familiar with the organization Kids Save International, give us a brief overview of the mission and uh, what you're accomplishing with the organization and turning around the lives of children worldwide. Well, as you said, Kids Save works with um, older kids who are in orphanages and foster care. And our mission is to get them out of those orphanages and foster care and back into life with families. So the kind of kids that we're advocating for are really the ones that nobody's thinking about, that people have kind of forgotten about or thought, gee, they're older and they don't really need to be in families. They're going to, you know, age out of care soon. But every child needs a family. And um, we found that if you use a family visit model where we have kids come in, if they're coming from orphanages, they may stay with a family for six weeks in the summer, and that family becomes their partner in helping them to find a permanent family or the children in our foster care system stay with host advocate families on weekends. And those families then get to know them in a natural setting and then are able to help them to find a family. Sometimes it's the family who hosts them. But it, what you find is that a child over the age of six is far more likely to get adopted by somebody they know. But these kids don't have the opportunity. So we're trying to change that so that they will have the opportunity to get back in the community and find permanent families. Mm. Now, Randy, you've traveled extensively for Kids Save, and as uh, Ian mentioned in the intro, you're just uh, 
just getting off a plane at LAX and and in in per our previous conversations, you really do like to live on the edge. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I don't know that I like to live on the edge. That's you know, that's uh, typically it, it, you know life moves very fast. I was yeah. actually at a uh, a golf tournament that we were putting on in New York, um, and so just you know came back today, and then I'll be on a plane to Russia at the end of the month, and then I'll go to Colombia, and we're you know it's uh, you gotta you gotta travel if you're going to be working with kids in you know all around the world. Absolutely, and speaking of Russia and Colombia, um, you have programs in in those two countries, and from a from a tourism, and I want to ask you about those programs, but uh, but first I'd like to ask you from a tourism perspective. What do you find attractive about these countries, and, and how did you come to place programs in these specific countries? Well, to answer your last question first, um, you know, when I, in the mid-90s, I, my partner, Terry Bond, and I were working in marketing, and um, she had adopted a baby in Russia and told me about the conditions there. And I was working in Kazakhstan at, the same, at that time on a marketing project and had found, went to an orphanage and saw these horrible conditions for kids. So we, you know, we were first exposed to the issues in Russia and in Kazakhstan um, in terms of, and then as time went on, we saw that it's not just one country, it's a global issue, that we have the same kind of problems here for our kids that people do all over the world. You know, the kids have a ninth grade education, they're homeless, they're incarcerated if they don't have a connection. In terms of the countries, and um, you know, sort of the most interesting thing I would say that both Russia and Kazakhstan, when I first started going there, were you know emerging out of um, you know the, the former Soviet regime, and so you know what I found fascinating in both of those countries is the rapidity of the change. Uh, when I first was in Kazakhstan, there were it was like a black and white environment, you know, mm. where there were no signs, there were no hotels, there was no color, you know, and the people were very flat, and that's all changed dramatically. Um, you know, Russia, where I spend a lot of time, is um, has just, you know, it's gone, it's grown probably, you know, 30 years in 10 in terms of its advancements coming forward. It's, you know, it's very vibrant. Uh, Moscow is an incredibly vibrant city and, of course, you know, a beautiful city as well. I mean, mm. But the thing that I, I love about um, Russia is that when you first meet the people, you don't feel that warmth that you might feel in, say, South America, mm-hmm. um, and it takes a little bit of time. You know, they're, so, they're much more used to being reserved, but once you get to know the people there, they're fascinating. I mean, they're well-read. They've, um, many of my friends in Russia have read, read more Pushkin, you know, I mean, more American mm-hmm. things than I have, you know, because they, they, they're always a very highly educated, literate people. And then when you, you know, you go to St. Petersburg or you go to, um, Moscow, I mean, just the beauty of the, the architecture and, you know, is, is amazing. But for me, um, I like to get out in the country uh-huh. because that's where the real people are. You know, that's where you, you see a whole different, um, you know, the facade kind of goes away. And, you know, that's where it's, it's very green, a lot of rivers. And, um, and, and the real people, once you get to know them, they'll do anything for you. Mm-hmm. you know, they'll just do anything for you once they get to know you. 
Yeah, Pony Mario. <laughs> ah, very good. <laughs> I, I, very good. I, I lived in St. Petersburg for just a summer, but uh, and practiced uh, with, with friends that I lived with who spoke very little English, and uh, we practiced over vodka, so Russian happens to be <laughs> probably a you stronger know, language for me now. <laughs> I have learned many of my languages that way. I remember when I learned Italian, you know, I was living with an Italian family in college, and I didn't speak any when I went there, and then I did a full immersion, and I would have of wine before uh, <laughs> you know, before I answered, and it's amazing how well those words come after you've um, you know been toasting for a while. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now over the over the years that you've been traveling to to Russia and Colombia, have you seen conditions in the orphanages uh, change, improve at all, or are they pretty much uh, the same as they were you know decades ago? Um. I think that we've had something to do with some of the change because um, when I first started working in Russia, there was really not an understanding that kids should grow up in families. There was a lot of people would say to me, oh, the parents used to come and visit these kids, but, you know, we could give them better food and better clothing, and they were missing the point completely, you know, that it, that's not the most important. The most important thing is that they have a loving, nurturing parent. And that I've certainly seen change, seen change over the course of the last 10 years that we've been working there. Um, in Colombia, I think that, um, and the conditions in Russia have tended to be worse than what I've seen in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Colombia, you may see things that are fairly simple in terms of the physical institution. Um, but the children, you know, pretty much are, you know, they don't look like they're undernourished and they're not small as many of the kids in Russian orphanages um, were and still are to some extent. Um, but in Colombia, there's a, a, a much greater understanding of the need, <coughs> excuse me, of the need for children to really be in a family. And that, you know, from the time we started working there, um, I think the government of Colombia really embraced that. Mm-hmm. Colombia is one of my favorite countries in the world. Um, you know, I think it's gotten a terrible rap. Uh, you know, it's on the travel advisory for the U.S., and people are often afraid to go there. But um, Bogota, where I've spent most of my time, is an incredibly cosmopolitan city. And, again, I, I have found the Colombian people to be warm, intelligent, and really looking to do better for the children, to do the best they possibly can. And... Um, a lot of it was just sort of opening their eyes to the fact that if and if you get kids where you can introduce them to people and have them really meet them and spend time with them, that people everywhere are the same. You know, they'll open their hearts and their minds and they'll say, "Well, gee, these are just kids like my own." You know, and for for by the grace of God, mine are in family and theirs are not. So, um, I I love that country. I would recommend it highly for people to travel to because uh, Cartagena is beautiful. Um, they've got, they have everything. They've got the Amazon, they have, you know, the farmland. It's, it's an absolutely beautiful country. Just to remind everyone, we are speaking with Randy Thompson, the CEO of Kids Save International. One of the challenges that you face, I'm sure, in, in advocating for orphan children and foster children is, is, uh, turning the mindset, as you kind of touched on, about, about how these kids should be treated in their home countries, which may not have the same standards that we're accustomed to here in the States. Speak to us about, about some of those challenges that you faced and some of those victories that you've uh, uh, 
encountered through your advocacy and, 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 and really seeing a difference that your organization has made in the lives of uh, kids? Well, I think that the, and the challenge is always that uh, people think these kids can't get a family. They, there's just that point where they think they're too old. And so where you know, the little ones, you know, somebody's always asking for little kids, um, that you get this, um, this attitude. And I, you mentioned that this is difference between our country and these other countries. I will tell you that I think that we have the same problems. You know, that, um, you, in the system, people just feel like, gee, these kids aren't going to get families, but they're safe and stable in foster care, and so they check the box. Um, mm. Well, they're not safe and stable in foster care because they're going to have to go out and live on their own. Um, so I think the greatest victory that <clears throat> that we've had is that as we begin to work with governments, whether it's in Russia or Colombia or the United States, that as people within the government begin to see that if you take children that people haven't been thinking of or living in foster care or group home or residential facility or an orphanage, wherever it is, and you bring them back in the community with people who want to help them, that amazing things happen. And then they see that these kids can get adopted and do get adopted and succeed in families. Then you're changing that mindset and people begin to refer children more and more to programs like this and begin to change the way they are advocating for these kids and not accepting the fact that it's okay for a child to grow up without a family. That it's that every child, you know, if you're five, you're 16, you're two, you, they need to be continuing to work to get those children back into families. And we've had results where we can get nine out of ten children that stay in our hosting program into a family. Um, and that greatly improves, you know, their odds of finding a permanent family with, you know, doing a family visit program like Kids Save does. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, when Kids Save goes into a country, does it work with organizations, uh, grassroots organizations, to 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 uh, advocate on behalf of the children? And how does it uh, help to maintain that mission even when you're not there? That's a really good question. When we first started Russia, there really weren't those grassroots organizations, those non-governmental um, organizations at all. In fact, we had to create um, a organization in the first region where we worked. Then we trained them, we built their capacity, we um, you know, gave them help in the model, and then they, then they had learned that they were able to go off and do it on their own. In fact, we kind of called them the graduated communities where they don't need us anymore. And that's the goal, that they get to the point where they can do this on their own. Between government, because government ultimately has a responsibility for the children, and these not-for-profit or private sector organizations that are out there working at the grassroots to do the advocacy. Mm -hmm. In Colombia, when we came there, we faced, it was a very different issue because um, we immediately were able to um, establish a, a partnership with the government. And they have um, really grabbed onto our program, both the program with kids going internationally and then also doing the exact same thing in Colombia, where we have Colombian kids spending weekends in Colombian families. And ultimately, the goal, of course, is for them to move out of the orphanage and live permanently with those families as the attitude changes and they see that the kids can, in fact, succeed and that, you know, once you get to know the child, you see you can, I could parent this child. And that's a big, you know, that's a big flip of a switch when that happens. 
Now, before we uh, before we we finish here in the next couple of minutes, um, and and I don't want your cell to die. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like it's breaking up a little bit. Um, I wanted to, to to circle back to some of the host programs you're talking about, and 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 have you uh, elaborate on those: the weekend miracles program and the summer sure. miracles program. Tell us a little bit about uh, those programs and and okay. how they work, and how people can uh, find out more about them. Great. Um, the Summer Miracles Program is a program where children come from Colombia or other countries, but this year from Colombia, and they'll stay with families in the United States for five weeks. This year we'll have kids in D.C., uh, New York, um, Atlanta, Austin, Los Angeles, and Northern California. And we train the families, we recruit them, and then they, the kids will stay with them for this five-week period. And while they're here, we and the families who are hosting them work really hard to introduce them to people who are interested in adoption. And that's the program where I said, we, can, we get 90% of those kids into permanent families just as a result of that five-week visit. All the kids go back at the end of the five weeks and then families work with adoption agencies to adopt them. Mm-hmm. The Weekend Miracles program is with our kids here in foster care. And I alluded earlier to the fact that when Terry and I started Kids Save, we, we thought this was more of an international program. You know, we hadn't been, like many people here, we're not exposed to the kids in foster care. But, you know, we found that we have over half a million kids in foster care, and many of them are the older kids. So we adapted the program for weekends. So people, right now it's in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. People can host a child who's an older child in foster care, someone between the ages of 9 or 10 and 16, um, and then work with them, again, to help them find a family. We've already got about 50% of the kids that have been in those programs have moved into a permanent family or at least a stable connection with a, an adult. Mm-hmm. If somebody wanted to get involved, um, we, we desperately need host families this summer for our summer kids, and we're always looking for families for the Weekend Miracles children. Um, so they can contact us at 888-KIDSAFE, or they can go to our website, which is www.kidsafe.org. Um, and we really need host families and advocates. There's, there's always a way to get involved in the life of a child and to really make that, you know, help them to make the change so they can grow up in a family. Indeed, and there's ways to uh, to support Kids Save uh, in addition to, to becoming a host family. I know there's fundraisers um, held on behalf of Kids Save uh, throughout the um, throughout the country. In fact, I know there's one coming up in D.C. Uh, right. next month. That's uh, being chaired by a friend of ours. Uh-huh. And uh, and so I'm assuming your website also has a listing of those uh, those events as well. I think right on the homepage of the website you'll see them. The one in D.C. is on June 12th. It's called Kismet for Kids Save. It's going to be a really fun event, and um, it's a great way to, for people to get introduced to Kids Save. Um, in Los Angeles on June 13th, we have um, a big event, our 10th anniversary celebration at the House of Blues um, uh, on the Sunset Strip. And then we have events in uh, in the summer. We have events every month where people can meet children as well. So that's all on the website under the programs. And the local number in D.C., if somebody wanted to call, is 202-280-6327. I actually think that's Terry's number. Uh, and then, whoops, her, her permanent number, her private number, rather? Her, her office number. Okay. Um, and then in, right, you know, you don't call it yourself. You just, you know, you just hit dial. Um, and then in L.A., it's uh, locally 310-479-5437. But we also, as I said, have that 888 number 
888-KIDS-SAVE that people can call, and then we can route them, you know, to wherever they want to go. But there's right. lots of information on the website. It talks about the programs in detail, and it talks about all the events. And as you can imagine, I'm sure if you talk to other people in, you know, the not-for-profit area, this is a very challenging time for not-for-profits. Indeed. Um, you know, it's our 10th year, and um, our donations are down about 50% this year. Mm-hmm. And we are struggling to be able to keep these programs going. We know the programs work, but, you know, we need the money to support them. So anything well, that your listeners could do to help us with that would be great. Absolutely. And, and Randy, we thank you so much for, for spending time. I hope your luggage is on the belt when the, when, the, <laughs> when, when you leave here, because I, I know you just got off the plane. But we thank you so much for, for joining us today and sharing uh, about your wonderful organization, Kids Save International, website kidsave.org. And uh, we look forward to more stories from you um, on your travels uh, over the next uh, several months. Thank you for so much. Well, you know, we'll, we'll travel with. So. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for having me, and I'd love to take you to Colombia with me in June or Russia and oh. um, have you see some of these wonderful, wonderful kids. That well, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show with Tanini and Fitzpatrick. And when we come back, we're going to talk to our buddy Kyle Petty, who is also on the road, uh, who will give us an update on his charity ride across America. We'll see you on the other side of this break. BrownsWorldTravel.com is the premier Internet travel destination, offering you the best travel values for all your travel needs. Not only can you book the basics in travel, such as flights, rental cars, and hotels, but think of us when you're planning a cruise. A complete vacation package, registering for your honeymoon, or searching for those last-minute travel deals. Unlike the other online booking sites, BronzeWorldTravel.com does not compromise customer service. Backed by a team of seasoned travel professionals and a nationally rated agency, at BronzeWorldTravel.com there is always someone available to answer your questions. We have so many great travel deals that you'll make us your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit BronzeWorldTravel.com today and discover the best values in travel. That's B-R-O-N-Z-E WorldTravel.com. BronzeWorldTravel.com, where we celebrate life through travel. Whether you're traveling by plane, train, or automobile, make TravelingOn.com your first stop. At TravelingOn.com, that's TravelIn-On.com, you can get current travel news and information, buy the latest travel book, and find those great travel bargains. Visit TravelInOn.com, your premier source for all things travel. That's TravelIn-On.com, and make sure to sign up for email specials and tune into the Travel and On radio show each week for a chance to win some great travel prizes. Would it be crazy if you packed your bags and left for a week, a month, a year? What if you left for two years? What if you were going far away to help in a village on the edge of the Gobi Desert? To spend time with people the rest of the world only reads about? To teach children and learn a thing or two about yourself? Would that be crazy? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. 
Health officials are concerned about a new influenza virus of swine origin that's spreading from person to person. Officials are acting to combat this threat, but the outbreak could grow. Prepare now. Check with local leaders, schools, employers, and other community groups about their plans regarding an outbreak in your community. It's important for everyone to know what to do about swine flu. For details, visit www.cdc.gov slash swine flu or call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from HHS. This is the Traveling On Radio Show. Back to the Traveling On Radio Show with your host, Tanya Nian Fitzpatrick. And as Ian mentioned a little bit earlier, you're listening to this month's featured CD from Putumayo World Music. It's the music of Quebec, I think another place where we're going to uh, probably do a remote show from this year. I know. I uh, I think there's a stick pin in the map uh, for <laughs> for Quebec, along with all the other places. That map is starting to fill in, even though the world's a a pretty big place. Well, the the map's full of uh, full of stick pins. There's lots of places to see and and uh, and visit and travel to. And uh, you know, as always, we love to have you guys travel with us. And speaking of which, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, we will be traveling to. Sandusky, Ohio, uh, over Father's Day weekend. Uh, we'll be doing a live remote and another live television uh, webcast of our uh, remote show at the Kalahari Resorts, which is America's largest water park. And this place is totally awesome. Uh, they have an uphill water roller coaster, and I honestly couldn't visualize it until I got there. And uh, so you just have to use your imagination because I couldn't, for the life of me, even describe how this thing works. But it is an uphill water roller coaster. Yes, it's, it is the uh, penultimate water park, indoor water park. It's, it's, it's a water park that has everything for kids of every age. So if uh, you've got small children, they've got a very special place, too, in the, the park with a, with a theme water area for them. But if you're a grown-up, you can have a great time, too, in this facility. It's got everything, just as Tanya described, uh, uh, fantastic slides and indoor water roller coaster. And it even has swim-up bars and uh, cabanas uh, right around the various pools. So you really get that feel of uh, being beachside at a resort indoors. And so that's one of the things that really makes uh, the Kalahari such a special place, and we're looking forward to being there Father's Day weekend. Uh, that's Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, and and of course, um, uh, if you are interested in traveling with us, uh, you can uh, ask for the Kalahari um, or gosh, visit the Kalahari website at Kalahari Resorts. That's K A L A H A R I Resorts.com, and uh, contact them for the Sandusky, Ohio property. And ask for the Traveling On radio show uh, special. I just received word that uh, Kyle is just now uh, pulling into the pit stop. Um, he, I don't know where Kyle is in the world, in America, um, but, you know, uh, as if you guys were with us a few uh, weeks ago and we had him on our show, uh, he has, is embarking on his annual charity ride across America to raise money for uh, Victory Junction, a, um, a children's camp for terminally ill uh, children. And um, uh, I know that they are breaking ground 
some time this week for in a Kansas. second. Okay, in Kansas for a second facility, but um, he'll be calling in uh, in shortly. But in the interim, um, please visit our website and join our uh, social networks on Twitter at Travel and On Radio. Travel and On Radio is our Twitter name, and we have a Facebook group for the Traveling On Radio show. And you can also just sign up uh, and be my friend, Tanya Fitzpatrick. I have my uh, own page, but uh, use it really for the uh, for the radio show. And we'd love to to have you. And of course, sign up for the newsletter so that you can receive notices about uh, these travel specials and and. Uh, uh, like the Kalahari Resorts, and who who knows what else we have coming up this year. I mean, it's well, always a surprise with us. <laughs> well, within the next few weeks, uh, we've got trips planned to South Carolina and to the heart of America, to Missouri, and we're going to uh, uh, hopefully have some special things that we'll be able to share with our audience uh, from those trips. And we're really looking forward to uh, the trip to Missouri, which will actually take us to uh, many of the places that have uh, – have shaped uh, African-American contributions to Missouri and American history. And so uh, we're looking forward to that, and that kind of builds on our shows from last February where we highlighted uh, African-American history during Black History Month, and uh, we're looking forward to being in Missouri in a few weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, you can find more information uh, from our website, traveln on. Dot com And, of course, sign up for the newsletter. And don't forget, you know, we launched our television channel in New Orleans. And uh, and uh, you can uh, – it's embedded on our website. It's a great um, TV channel. We're pretty proud of it. Uh, and uh, we've taken uh, – we've created some videos of our past travels to New Orleans and Ireland. And uh, also we, um, we, we're running some footage of another show that we happen to, to – uh, well, the executive director uh, happens to be a, uh, a partner of ours, one of our newest board of advisors, Richard Banks, who has a PBS series called Adventures with Purpose. And uh, so you'll be able to see clips from that. And also another friend of ours, uh, Ian Cross, uh, with uh, Pilot Productions in London, who does the Globe Trucker series. And so you'll be able to see some clips from those shows in addition to our um, our uh, our produced videos and uh, still working on Windows Movie Maker. So if anybody out there knows how to operate that editing system, I certainly would appreciate a phone call or email with a uh, tutorial. But uh, I'm not quite sure what we're going to uh, uh, – I think I'm not sure where Kyle is. We may not have him today um, on this show as we're ending in about uh, three minutes. But um, uh, if he calls, if he calls in, we'll we'll put him on for a second and uh, and certainly um, interview him and uh, and possibly run this segment on another show in sure. the future. It's live radio. Absolutely, these things happen in live radio. We've been doing it on the fly. Sometimes you make your connecting flight as we did with. Uh, Randy Thompson, and sometimes you don't. So <laughs> and you know, it's, it's just how it is. <laughs> Randy texted me and she said, "Call me back if you know. I'd be happy to come back on." But um, in any event, uh, just to kind of recap some of the things that we talked about earlier with with New Orleans, um, you know, you guys have been with us for a while. You know that uh, that's truly one of our favorite uh, places, and. Um, and, and certainly always encourage travel to New Orleans, but more importantly, we encourage you to travel to the various communities around uh, this country because um, many of our communities 
uh, have travel as their primary industry. And so the means of rebuilding, um, you know, some of these communities and, and keeping them going, some of these treasures that we have out there, um, tourism certainly certainly helps. And as Kelly, you know, mentioned, seventeen dollars. Um, uh, I mean, uh, there's a good portion of a tourism dollar that goes generates into the a lot of revenue so. uh, tax-wise for Louisiana. Yeah, so, um, and and then you know, in, in addition to that, with Kids Save International, um, you know, Kids Save International. One of the things that I'm not sure was. Um, emphasize that Kids Save International is not an adoption agency. They're a facilitator. Um, they're a resource for individuals who are interested in adopting children, and, and it's a beautiful program, saving these kids' lives. Um, and uh, certainly uh, invite you to to contact um, them, kidsave.org, uh, to assist. But we are going to call it a day. And uh, thank you guys for joining us today, and uh, we look forward to spending time with you again next week. We're sorry we didn't uh, get Kyle on our show, but that happens, and we'll do it again with him. We look forward to spending time with you again, and until then, happy travels. Happy travels. Looking for the latest travel book, the hottest item in travel gear and clothing? Or are you researching a destination or looking into the most current travel regulations or warnings? If so, visit TravelinOn.com, your one-stop shop for travel resources. At TravelinOn.com, that's Travel-N-On.com, you can get the latest travel news and information and shop for all of your travel needs. TravelinOn.com is your premier source for all things travel. That's Travel-N-On.com. Every hour of every day, an American is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. MS typically strikes between the ages of 16 and 50 when people are building careers and raising families. Today, there is no known cause or cure for MS. To learn more about this unpredictable disease, to volunteer, or to make a contribution to this important mission, please call 1-800-FIGHT-MS. You can make a difference by helping us stop this devastating disease. Please call 1-800-FIGHT-MS today. Thank you. Health officials are concerned about a new flu virus of swine origin spreading from person to person. To help fight swine flu, cover your nose and mouth with a tissue when you cough or sneeze, then throw the tissue away. Wash your hands often with soap and water, especially after coughing or sneezing. Stay home if you're sick and limit contact with others to keep from infecting them. To learn more, visit www.cdc.gov swineflu or call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from HHS. Well, he moved early. That's going to draw the yellow flag. Offside, number 72, five yards. Check out this fan leaving the game. He's headed straight up the middle and right into a sobriety checkpoint. Let's see how he handles it. No, officer. I haven't been drinking. I'm the designated driver. Upon further review, this fan made the right call by being a designated driver. Sign up to be the designated driver at the stadium and always buckle up. You could follow your favorite NFL team to the Super Bowl, provided as a public service by the station at Team Coalition. This is President Barack Obama. In the story of America, the greatest chapters are moments of challenge, when we see people serving their country and one another. Volunteers who step forward into hospital corridors and church basements, along levees and fire lines. And the next chapter is yours to help write. Sign up to volunteer at usaservice.org. That's usaservice.org. Let's renew America together. A message from Renew America Together. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher. I live in the South. California is my home. I speak fluent Spanish. No hablo espanol. I have brown eyes. My eyes are blue. We're very different people, but we do have something in common. I made a donation to the Red Cross. When disaster struck and I needed help, her gift to the American Red Cross changed my life. When you support the American Red Cross, you change a life, starting with your own. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS or visit redcross.org and find out about life-changing opportunities in your area. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track instead of flying to the big interview? What if you flew somewhere else altogether, like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see? What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov.